Nehemiah chapter 31 is our read aloud today. Um, in chapter 30, we found out that Mueller um, definitely has family and wants to um, go across to America, or at least get to America, because they have family that's there. Um, and so he's probably thinking this is one way that um, if they do all the work, he's able to just move across um, and get underneath that tunnel. So um, I think that's kind of what he was thinking. Um, and so he's kind of let them go. Um, but he um, is very curious about um, when will it get done? You know, that they have about two weeks um, because he said others will be able to find it and see it. And then also, um, if we go back in chapter 29, they did break their shovel. And so they need to somehow buy a new shovel. Uh, but that is going to put them in a predicament where they don't have enough food um, to as well for them to be eating because they're going to be taking the money um, that's left over for the shovel in order for them to eat. All right, here we go. Chapter 31. And so if we look at chapter 31, um, it has another quote for us. An appeal, appeal to fear never finds an echo in German hearts. Otto von Bismarck, creator of the German Empire. Fritz and I went straight home afterwards. Mueller's visit had, had left both of us legs of jelly, and nothing had promised was comforting. As far as I was concerned, wherever we went with his new gun was still pointing our way. Another dreadful reality to add to my growing list of worries. As we walked home, Fritz pointed out the good news that Mueller would probably come with us to the escape. Otherwise, he could have just shot us there and earned himself a fine promotion for discovering that tunnel. I suppose that's how Fritz and my thinking had evolved. The fact that we had been shot and left to die, left to die was a morbid wave in which we cheered ourselves up. We passed by a bakery offering old bread for a single Ostermark. Fritz said we could spare that much and brought some of us, each of us, which was munched on as we walked. It was dry and we could very far be helping out our hunger, but it was better than nothing. Fra Erbart was in front of the apartment as we approached, so Fritz and I crossed the street, pretending to look as if the storefronts there until we, she went inside. We got to, to an extreme to avoid her in the future. It was long, long night after for me, and I was tired, and I felt too much I had happened that day. With Anna and what was surely a final cut in her friendship, the broken shovel, and then Officer Mueller, if we'd been found by anyone else, Fritz and I might be dead right now. Maybe that's what's still in our fate. If Mueller could figure out what we were doing, and others could, it was only a matter of time. By morning, though, I felt a little better. We shared the last of our little food that was in the apartment, and then reminded each of other of a new shovel was more important than a full belly. After buying the shovel, we made our way into the welcome building. It looked just as though it had at night. Before, we had different uh, from me somehow. <coughs> because now our secret wasn't ours alone. And for any safety I had felt in working on this quiet, unused road was gone. Ritz rubbed my head. Today will be better, Gerda. I'm sure of it. I frowned back at him and there is a pit in my stomach. Well, there's nothing in mine, so consider yourself lucky. I didn't like that joke, not at all. I'm serious, Fritz. Something bad is going to happen. It's only leftover worries from yesterday. Fritz stared as a moment for too long as if he's trying to convince himself that it was his own words. Now let's get to work. Things went fine for a few hours, and I was in the garden clearing more weeds and already emptied out a lot of dirt from the basement, 
but then I saw Fritz in the basement window hissing at me to come inside and to hurry. His eyes were so wide I could see the whites from here. The reason in that pit in my gut. I dropped the spade and hurried over to the building carefully to make look into anything was unusual and if anyone was watching, but then I ducked inside and Fritz had already returned to the shelter and breathlessly faced to follow. What's the matter? I called with the descending ladder. My answer came as soon as I entered the tunnel. Water trickled beneath my feet and sank into the soil, creating dense mud. The farther I walked, the more water there was. At the back of the tunnel, Fritz had exposed that a pipe was now spurting out and pressurized water like a fireman's hose. The hole in it was large, but it was enough to cause significant damage and was getting worse. The streams of water tore dirt into the walls and sent chunks into the ground. Our tunnel was flooding. As if it didn't have find a way to stop the water, it would collapse entirely. How did this happen? I cried. I nicked it with a shovel. I didn't know what it was until the water shot out at me. What do we do? Fritz wrapped his hands around the pipe, which helped, but the water leaked down his arm, and we knew we wouldn't. it would burst again as soon as we let go. Maybe even break open an entire tunnel. Maybe we could be escaped. I have an idea, he said, but it's going to take some time to get what we need. We have to stay here and hold the pipe. How long? I can't. However long it takes. Come on, Gerda. You have to do this. So I stood on my tippy toes and I reached up and replaced my hand with his. The water pushed at me with force and didn't expect it to keep a grip on the pipe. Hurry, I told him. Just hurry. He ran from the tunnel and left me in an absolute darkness. The flashlight was somewhere in my feet, but already burnt, buried in the mud. I couldn't let go to search for it. The water dripping down my hands was cold and wetter I became. The more I shivered. Fritz said it would take him some time. How long did that mean? An hour? Two hours? Until evening? I couldn't hold on until that, until evening. With the water still dripping from the pipe, I wasn't even sure the tunnel would be here that long. If it collapsed, it would take me with it. In the darkness, a chunk of dirt, maybe rock, fell somewhere behind me. I instinctively ducked, protecting myself from whatever might fall next. It terrified me to wonder how much had just fallen, and the moor was about to come down. The only thing I knew that there wasn't much mud at my feet was getting deeper. Occasionally, with my hold, my hold slipped and water would spurt at harsh angles, it eventually bringing down more chunks of dirt. At one point, I loosened the rock overhead where something started to fall and backed away from the sound, but when it came down, it grazed my arm. From the sting, I was sure to give a deep cut, though I couldn't remove my hands from the pipe to check it. It wasn't much longer before I was entirely soaked, though. My wet clothes clung to my body and my feet were sinking in the mud. My hair was in my face and over my eyes, but I suppose it didn't matter because there was nothing I could see or hear anyway. I was shivering and my fingers and toes were already numb, but I knew if I let go of that pipe, everything we worked so hard was finished. So I held on, doing whatever I could to distract myself. I solved long division problems, recite poems, prayed for a stronger willpower, though my last trait my mother would want me to to strengthen. With those, it didn't work. I sang songs in my head. Ironically, the only ones I could think of were patriotic songs of the pioneers, but they're the roasting tomb, the rousing tombs didn't help for long. Time was crawling by, and I lost any sense of how long Fritz had been gone. Was it an hour? Was it more? He'd come back, I was sure of that, unless he had been arrested for some reason. Maybe Frau Erbar had caused the trouble again. She was obviously capable of it. Or what if the tunnel was already collapsing from the outer side? 
Maybe that's why it was so dark in here and why he hadn't come back. Maybe he couldn't. That terrified me. I tried to shake the worst thoughts from my mind. All I know is that this Fritz had said was to hold on. So I held to the pipe so my senses and my my courage bounding together and nodding them with my heart. I closed my eyes and repeated the last words to me. Come on, Gerda, you can do this. Fritz did return eventually, and I was sure of him at first, not until I heard his voice calling for me. Where's the flashlight, he asked. Somewhere below me, it fell. Fritz dug for for that first, and then the light finally returned to the tunnel. I began breathing easier, and he was fine, and I would be after a while, but now I was exhausted from freezing, and my numb hands ached from the pressure and the cold. I'd have... I held them up for a long time, and I doubted any blood was left in them. What happened to your arm, he asked. With the light on it, I saw a cut just as worse than what I expected. It ran in a long, jagged line that was probably left as a scar as it stung in and and attacked my wasp, but at least it wasn't bleeding anymore. I shrugged and off and asked, What do you have for the pipe? Not not much, but it'll have to do. Fritz held up a a clamp, a empty bicycle tube. Papa once fixed a pipe in our apartment this way. It's not permanent, but it will work for now. Where did you get those? The clamp came from her cross. He had a few people at his place for some sort of meeting, so he told me to go get in his back room and take what I needed from his gadget collection. Didn't ask any other questions. The bicycle tube came from Claudia. She has extras in the shop and where she works, and I hope she would ask que- she wouldn't ask questions either. Claudia, your ex-girlfriend? Ex-girlfriend, remember? Now, move your hand. It's going to spurt water, but I've got to wrap this tube around it, the leak. I obeyed and caught the power spray of water to my face before Fritz got the tube over it. But he pulled it tight and began wrapping it around the pipe, with every layer of water sealed up tighter. Hand me the clamp, he said. It's in my back pocket. I grabbed the clamp while I worked to get pinched around the pipe, and I said, what do you mean you hoped Claudia wouldn't ask questions, did she? He paused only for a moment and then said, I went into her shop filthy and wet, and you and I were both thinner than we ought to be right now, and yeah, she had some questions. What'd you tell her? Only about the garden. But I said I fell into the pond and that we needed that bicycle tube to prop up some plants. Did she believe you? Fritz finished sealing the clamp, and then he patted on the pipe. When he was convinced the leak was fixed, he glanced down at me and said, Probably not, but she's used to like me, you know. Hopefully it'll be, be okay. That wasn't good enough. Not after all those close calls, but things became more dangerous. Simply hoping for everything good was probably the best we could do. Alright, so they definitely did a great job of, of problem solving and trying to find ways to, to get that pipe um from the water because that is not good when water sprays into that dirt it's going to cause um their tunnel to collapse and so that was one thing that they were definitely worried about um but man another problem that they're going to have to solve too as well and not only that but they he has revealed to claudia a little bit about what they're doing uh, and hopefully she doesn't raise questions and same with her cross too that he doesn't raise questions all right well that concludes chapter 31 and we will see you guys in chapter 32 Oh, you know, man, you know, man, you know, man.